Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. This show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up, NFL fans. K just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team in the True Fans Fine Jewelry Collection at K.com slash truefans. Gear up for the season and celebrate the love of the game with K. Wounded Warrior Project is working to foster the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. One of the ways they do that is through adaptive sports. Veterans are some of the most resilient people on the planet. It's not about what you can't do after experiencing injury or illness. It's about tapping into what you can do. Learn more about how Wounded Warrior Project's adaptive sports programs are changing lives at www.woundedwarriorproject.org sports. This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's about to go. The Buffalo Nerds Sports Podcast Where we talk history of the game numbers and stats And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should Because I'm this, 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 this the, the real deal And you know I gotta shout out the Buffalo Bills Turn it up to the max, sit back and relax This the Buffalo Nerds Sports Podcast Let go! Hey, what is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome into this episode of the Buffalo Nerd, your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. Brought to you by Minute Media and Fansided. If this is your first time checking the show out, thanks for finding us. Thanks for being here. I hope you enjoy it. If you're already part of the Nerd Mafia, welcome back. We're going to get into the madness that is taking place. The basketball court is providing tons of madness right now with upsets galore, but the NFL free agency market came out swinging. The numbers that were first coming out flying was like, who in the world are we going to be able to sign with no money with people getting paid what they're getting paid right now? Zay Jones pulling in huge money, like weird things were happening. So it was concerning to see how things that were going to start out here, but since Saturday of last week, it's Friday today, you know, it's the 18th. Since Saturday, Bean has touched 17 players. He's made moves with 17 different players in some form or fashion, in-house, bringing people in, different things, letting people go, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to get into all that. It's been a whirlwind, very exciting. I mean, we're, we're getting to see finally a little bit of the fruits of our labor of good years of continued success. We're now seeing the churn of players wanting to come here. We're hearing it out of their mouths when they get here. Uh, so it's very refreshing, and we are building a monster. I think we legit what he has done so far is building a monster. Going to be very exciting to see this, uh, how it unfolds, where the money all falls. It hasn't all been calculated out yet to, that I've seen, um, but it's exciting stuff either way. But. Before we get into all that stuff, uh, like we do every week, uh, we do like to highlight a charity on the show, um, kind of kick off with that, you know, hence the at the top part. Um, so this week, um, I wanted to hit on it's National Nutrition Month um, for anybody out there that didn't know that it is National Nutrition Month. Uh, and that's kind of more about, you know, just 
doing self checks and, you know, setting up programs and campaigns to help people, you know, maybe eat healthier, you know, do things of that kind of nature. But I wanted to spin it a little bit further and take it into, uh, you know, just hunger in general is a massive problem in our country and around the world. I think it's roughly like 8 billion people or 8 million people, you know, every day are going without a meal. Um, you know, so that, that's tough stuff. So, uh, I wanted to highlight this week. It's called, um, bread for the world. Um, basically you can find them over at bread.org. Very simple bread.org. Um, they've been around for, you know, 40 plus years now. And, uh, basically like it talks about, it is, uh, kind of, you know, about supporting, you know, nutrition and, you know, making sure that people all around the world are being fed and, you know, that they're getting good things. And they also take it, um, you know, a couple steps farther and every year they kind of produce what they call the hunger report. And this is kind of just, they go through and they do research, you know, meeting with different people around the country, around the world, you know, trying to identify ways that we could be better about what we're doing. Um, you know, like if we have determined that we can only grow so much food, um, then maybe we need to find ways to grow better food in that same space, you know, that is more nutritional for everybody if that's all we're going to be able to produce, right? So they do a lot of stuff like that, but they also just make sure that the people out there are being fed, they're getting meals, you know, they do research to try to find better ways for us to, you know, go about doing those things. So very cool organization. Check them out at bread.org. It's simple, right? Bread.org. Very, very cool. So I don't know about the rest of you out there, but when this thing kicked off, I mean, I, on Saturday, we made some moves. There was some, you know, was Hat going to stick around? Nah, he takes a pay cut. He sticks around, clears a little bit of room, nothing major. Then we go ahead and we we bring back the face of the franchise, the self proclaimed face of the, the franchise, Isaiah McKenzie, AKA little dirty, which was necessary. And I, I was happy to see that happen because I, you know, I've been talking all off season that Cole Beasley was potentially going to be somebody that was going to be moved. We give him the option to go out and find the trade. I think that definitely tells you that we're, we're looking at getting rid of him. And then you sign McKenzie. And I think that you probably do that first to make sure that, you know, if you, if you can't get him back or somebody else likes him enough to, you know, pay him more than what you're willing to pay or can pay um, that you maybe have to go to Cole and, and actually work things out with him or do something. So they bring McKenzie back, you know, good move. Uh, you, you can see really that, you know, the team loves him. He's, he's got the skill set to do exactly what, Be what Beasley was doing. Um, you know, if that's all they want to use him for, he's got great skills out of the backfield that we saw, you know, kind of in the playoff run and, you know, all around just a good player. And he's, he's all about the team. He's, he's the perfect kind of guy to have around and at a very low dollar. I mean, you're talking about two years for 4.4 million. Beasley was earning something in, you know, that's going to earn 7 million this year. So there, there was a big, big change there that was worth it. So little dirty comes back. Then we immediately Bean moves into he's going to now address the center, right? And Mitch Morris is a key piece to this thing. Uh, and he played really well last year. Uh, I think he's, you know, makes Josh comfortable. Josh, you know, and him have been together for a few years now. So uh, they bring him in and they kind of sign him to a two year deal that works out some better money for him and helps the team. And I think it's a good move. Mitch has got a couple good solid years left in him, if not more. But I mean, you don't, why push it too far? You know, there's no really no point in signing him to this real long term thing that is not going to happen necessarily when it's it's better for everybody. To just be like, hey, we got a couple of years left. Let's run it back. Then you move right over to being made, you know, a brilliant move in bringing this guy in a couple of years ago. And it ended up working out because Williams had a very good season for us when he first came over and he ended up being a journeyman last year. He was bouncing in and out. So he filled a very nice role. 
but Spencer Brown really made him expendable, especially at his dollar amount. So Bean releases Darrell Williams at the right tackle position. We save $6.3 million, right? So Bean is, he's, as he's getting into this, you can see there's starting to be kind of a, of a rhythm of what's taking place. You know, he's addressing the line and then he goes out, he continues to address the offensive line. So then Roger Saffold signs with the Bills and this he's older and it look it looks, you know, kind of like why are we doing this on the front of this? Um, but thirty-three years old is not super old. Uh, I mean, you just watched Whitworth with the Rams play at forty. So I mean, this guy's a very good player. He's been good for multiple years in the league. He's on a very good offensive line in Tennessee. Uh, I, his skill set is great. I mean, the the left side of Josh this year is going to be considerably better, definitely at least on paper, with Dawkins and Saffold on that left side. That that's that's very good for the future of your franchise, especially with you know Saffold can stick around for a couple of years. This is kind of a one year deal. See how this thing plays out, but. This is very much, it's a good deal for him and it's a good deal for us because if we win and he wants to stay, we continue to just kind of bring him along. But he is older, so if it only works out or doesn't work out, we move on. But again, just addressing the line, very good player. Um, kind of how I felt we were going to have to move on this thing initially anyways was to stay in that lower tier kind of player that wasn't going to cost a lot of money. Then next he goes, we we assign the tender to Bates. So we'll see what happens with that. But they put a 2.4 million tender on him. I think, you know, if you listened to a few shows back, he was one of the guys that I think that was one of the free agents that we should target to bring back. He's been, you know, the team has been working with him for a while now. There's always been talk that he could be center. He could play like there's different things he could do. Um, so with Mitch kind of, you know, a couple years out, if you can, if you can keep Bates around and he played very well when he came in, I thought, I thought the offensive line gelled very nicely towards the end of the year when he was in there. So he's an important piece. I'd be happy if that one comes back. So. In this process, too, at the same time, we watch Harrison Phillips sign a very good contract with the Vikings. I mean, I'm happy for the guy. He got paid uh, probably nothing that we were even close to coming at getting, right? Um, but it turns out that maybe we were because right after that is once you see that piece goes, whether he was still in play for us or not, we get the Daquan Jones news, you know, one of the first defensive tackles that he signs. So being, I mean, he's going full being here like he's worked magic getting money keeping quality players this is going to be the most dead money that he's had since he's been here and i'm sure that he's not a fan of that but the way that he's working it and moving things around right now uh, i think that we're going to find that it's going to be worth taking this one year of a good chunk of dead money We'll see where it all ends up, but right now it's a pretty decent number compared to the fairly low number we were at last year of like three point some odd million. We're going to be closer to probably twenty something million, if not a little more, in dead money by the time it's all said and done. But it's going to work, I think. So we signed DeQuan Jones to a two-year, fourteen million dollar deal. Good quality role player, bigger. Right. First thing that you notice with him is he's bigger, he's thicker, uh, and. This is this begins to make star expendable, right? You're starting to see this, even though all that dead money's coming. Then they bring in Tim Settle. Um, I actually, if, if you didn't see his press conference, the dude's full of energy. He's pumped to be here, um, and he looks like if you watch a little bit of what he does and all the reports from you know everybody that was covering him is he's just hasn't had an opportunity to excel, and um, you know in this rotation he he's going to have an opportunity to excel. 
especially with, you know, some of the other players around him right now with Ed Oliver's on, on the upswing for sure. Um, you know, you, you just brought in Daquan Jones next to him, who was a quality player who had a very good year last year. So th- those two defensive tackles to me are both bigger kind of stock guys in the middle there that it starts to kind of show you what Bean thinks he needs to also do, right? He, he doesn't want, he's still going to address these lines and that's where he's standing with it right now. And then. All the talk of the tight end, you know, we're going to bring in a tight end. I, you know, I felt there was a need for it. I was uh, looking at like Evan Ingram, guys like that. He ended up signing, you know, elsewhere. Um, But OJ Howard, I mean, uh, is a, when you look at what he's done, you don't get to see very much because he's been injured a lot. Uh, The Bills were also like the least injured uh, team this season. And ever since they've gone ahead and put in the new center and everything, the team's been better about injuries and all these types of things. So this is a, for three and a half million dollars, high quality player inline blocker. He's bigger. Uh, I, I think this is a very nice piece. He's younger. You could potentially be looking at a very good two tight end duo here with Knox and him, you know, for a good chunk of time moving forward here with Josh. So very nice piece. Being just, you know, keeps it rolling, bringing in a nice quality player. Another guy who's looking for an opportunity. You know, he, he needs a chance to try to prove that he's over the injuries and he can be the quality player that he was supposed to be coming out of college. I mean, he has all the skills to do it. He's a big boy. I mean, this, if, if he can click, this, this would be a very, very nice addition, especially for the dollars. Then being, you know, he's been spending, he's been spending. So then he goes to Micah Hyde and he reworks his deal and he saves four and a half million there. So we had heard, you know, a lot of like the Stefan Diggs could be approached, you know, some things like that. We knew Bean was going to rework some guys. He did it last year. There was no reason to think that he was not going to do this again, but he's very good at this. Like, and he's in this. I'm liking this new piece that's being folded in and they did it with Hyde here first where they're, they're adding void years. And I think the void years are brilliant in the fact that, you know, obviously it is kind of what it sounds like. Like they can just void the contract and say, no, we're good here. But I think that allows the players that you're doing that with like a guy like Micah Hyde, who's, you know, he's North of 30, his play could drop off at, any given time, really, you don't know for sure, but you're not anticipating it to. So you do agree to this. Hey, we have this deal in place where I want to keep you around for three, four more years. But after a year here, or after two years, let's let's sit down and talk. Like, let's make sure you're still happy. Let's make sure I'm still happy. The cap's going to go up. It's not going to come back down anytime soon, I don't think. So you're going to see the cap go up, which means some of these players' values should also go up. So I like this approach by being to do this. You take your your high quality guys that you know are are going to be capable of sticking around, but they're also up there. So something could go wrong or maybe they don't stick around, but you pay them at a value. And that also keeps them engaged with you that you respect them as well saying, hey, look, we, we want to be able to look at this each year. And maybe you want to look at it and say, hey, I, I think I need to be higher. You know, after what I did last year, look at the market now, you know, things like that. So he does this with Hyde first. And then the big news drops. I mean, six years, $120 million, Von Miller is a Buffalo Bill. Wounded Warrior Project is working to foster the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. One of the ways they do that is through adaptive sports. Veterans are some of the most resilient people on the planet. It's not about what you can't do after experiencing injury or illness. It's about tapping into what you can do. 
Learn more about how Wounded Warrior Project's adaptive sports programs are changing lives at www.woundedwarriorproject.org sports. This show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up, NFL fans. K just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team in the True Fans Fine Jewelry Collection at k.com slash truefans. Gear up for the season and celebrate the love of the game with K. It's crazy. I mean, we heard we heard the rumblings all kind of trickling at the beginning of offseason here with the free agency approaching that the Bills were going to bank a big move. You know, it was Chandler Jones was in the mix. There was other things that were supposed to take place. They were going to make a big move, though. And then you watch Jones sign. You watch other players go down. Nothing happens. JT, J.D. McKissick signs with us and then breaks up with us after a short period of time for I'm not really sure why. I mean, I think he should probably be kicking himself right now because he he's missing out on a great opportunity to win a title and he was going to get paid the same amount of money. So whatever though, but Bean goes out and throws the haymaker in lands Von Miller. And I know six years, 120 million, he's 33 years old, whatever, whatever, whatever. It, it, the full breakdown, I haven't, isn't out yet. Haven't seen everything yet, but it, basically the initial stuff, it's a, it's a three-year deal, right? It's essentially a three-year contract where he's going to make like $52 million, um, just south of what Chandler Jones signed for. Uh, this is a guy that's done it year in and year out. I mean, he was kind of non-existent a little bit, almost in a sense last year because of what team he was on and who else is on that team and what was taking place. But his pass rush numbers were good. His sack numbers were good. The dude's the best at it in the game, essentially. And now he's going to be part of the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, his press conference, when, I'm sure everybody watched it. But the one thing that really stuck out for me is he was like, hey, I, you know, he was asked, how do you feel about the rest of the team here in the defensive line? And he's like, I've always had another quality player to help me. And I know that I need those other quality players to help me. So that right there tells me that this dude believes that the rest of this defensive line that's in place and what they're doing is exactly what he's looking for. And he just got done playing with Aaron Donald. So haymaker by Bean comes out and he, he, th- he completely changes the, the way this team looks. The defensive line is a hundred percent different almost. I mean, you got Ed Oliver, but, and you've got the guys back, but the way it's structured is immediately different with these bigger guys in the middle. And then you go ahead and we find out today they released star. I mean, it's terrible. It's a terrible, terrible deal. Uh, it's going to cost a lot of money, you know, 7.7 million in dead money. Um, we'll gain like 1.5, I think. So that's one of our draft picks salaries, I guess, you know, our first rounder probably get somewhere around in there. Second round pick maybe. Um, so it, it, it is valuable, but, when you saw the change that was being made in stars production was just not it. I mean, these are, these are speed, big moving kind of guys that we've brought in. And then it gets even better than Jordan Phillips resigns. Right. I mean, like these guys that we had on this team when the defense was very good, still a couple of years ago, when we were, we were making the culture change, these two guys were part of it. And Jordan left because of money. Plain and simple. The same thing that happened with Levi Wallace this year is it, it, it reaches a point where the money is a certain way and you're trying to do certain things. And the guy doesn't fit and he goes out and he gets an offer. 
and the offer is more than what you were going to offer. And he takes the money and the best he can. He got to go play for a good football team in Arizona, but now he's been released. He had an opportunity to play somewhere and he wanted to come back to Buffalo. So Bean just completely revamped the defensive line. Then the next guy, here comes Shaq Lawson. He comes back as well. So the defensive line is set. Like I, I don't think that there's anything else that you could potentially need to do with that defensive line at this point in time. The rotation is going to be nasty. The rookies and the second-year players are going to have great veterans to learn from still. I mean, Von Miller is one of the best at it. Ed Oliver, can if he excels... He's due big money. That's the other reason that I like the the two deals that we did with Settle and Jones, two-year deals. You got Basham's going to be coming up for a deal in a couple of years. You've got Epinenza that's going to be coming up. So you're 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 cycling your decision-making process by just finding a couple guys that fit the here and the now. If they work out and they stick around, that's great. But for here and now they work. Right. So other big news that kind of comes out of all of it. The only other kind of like offensive thing so far is Beasley does get eventually cut. You know, they, they make that move, which I think everybody saw that coming. Um, the trade idea would have, I don't, I don't even know what you would have attempted to do. I mean, like a real, real low pick because somebody was going to have to take on $7 million or he was going to have to be willing to rework a deal. And like, I, it didn't feel like anybody was going to do that because you got the sense that looking at it, a team that needed money, could save a lot of money and there was a little bit of friction, like not a lot, but a little bit of friction and probably a reason to say it's time. So Cole gets cut. He was a hundred percent awesome when he was here. I mean, as far as on the field, stuff goes off the field, I, whatever, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but on the field, he was a big part of turning this thing the way it is. Now, Josh Allen's development was helped by Cole Beasley being here. That's a hundred percent. You can't get around that. But then today we also, it's, you know, Friday right before I was getting ready to come on, we bring back uh, Markel Lee, um, you know, so again, being just shuffling the deck with a, a, a cheaper player in a position of need, you know, you let AJ Klein go, uh, this guy can fill that kind of role, special teams role, and, and you can continue to try to develop him at a lower number. So being full being so far, uh, there's still probably money to move because uh, the one thing that didn't take place, um, you see they're probably looking at running back um, with the McKissick deal going sour, but they signed that. That was going to be like the first deal that they were doing, um, you know, with somebody outside of the team. So there was obvious need for not need for running back, but a real like for that specific running back. So it'll be interesting to kind of see if we still uh, see another veteran running back come in. I believe there will be one. Uh, I, I imagine one will be drafted. Uh, or take an under shot on a couple undrafted guys, but I, I, I foresee a veteran running back at some point or another. We've had one on the roster every year that Bean has been here, and I get it. Like Singletary's got a few years in, but there's a difference when you have that guy's got six, seven years, you know, and it can make things a little bit different for you. But anticipating we'll see something in that avenue still. Cornerback, uh, I, I don't think that there's not going to be a veteran cornerback signed. I, I, I believe it'll have to happen one year deal, probably with somebody, maybe two at best, um, you know, but something's going to have to give in that department. Um, there could be a scheme change potentially coming. Uh, maybe Teron Johnson's going to get a shot at number two for real. He's not going to be just the slot guy who knows what that could look like. Um, but I, I still would say that you got to, probably look at a cornerback, a veteran cornerback during this 
free agent period. Still, they're probably waiting to see how things fall. Secondly, wide receiver. Um, I still think there'll be a vet, another veteran wide receiver brought in. I think that's kind of always uh, been the mantra with the team. I mean, they had a couple of them, you know, running around for the past few years, uh, especially with Beasley being gone. Sanders is going to be gone. You have Diggs, who's more than capable of doing it, but that's not really necessarily something you want just one guy to do, right? There's there's other things and other people around. I mean, you got Kumro, you kept him around. I think that was part of it too. His he's got multifaceted talents, but he's also been in the league long enough and can support players. But I think we might see a veteran wide receiver still brought in, and we obviously need a quarterback. So at some point or another, I I just don't see Bean building this monster of a team to then just have like a rookie backing up Josh. So I feel like there's going to have to be this veteran quarterback that's brought in. And then we will probably do the same thing with the quarterback where we go maybe after an undrafted guy, or maybe we do use a draft pick on a guy just as we start developing. I mean, you never know. You want Josh Allen to be the quarterback the next 25 years, but that's not possible. You want to be next 10 years. That could be possible. Right. But you you do always have to have in the back of your mind, a, a backup plan and, so there's there's got to be something, and that one I imagine is going to take the longest because with the quarterback carousel that's happening right now, these other guys that are sitting here are probably waiting to see if there's going to be a real opportunity for them or not. Um, you know, so the Mariotas of the world, those types of guys that I would still consider somebody to go after, like Mariota. You know, we're probably still going to have to move some money around. So, uh, you know, being had talked earlier in the off season here about you know Diggs' contract, you know, he's the type of guy as well they could approach and move things around and maybe add some void years in. I think Jordan Poyer's got a little wiggle room where they could probably work with him. He's in that same kind of boat as Hyde. Um, so there's still room, and some things are going to have to change. But the other like big piece of this that I think that we've seen is this defensive line is set. This defense besides that cornerback piece, I think is basically set. So I would believe at this point, we're walking into this draft with the offense in mind and that we are going to draft the future offense that Josh Allen is going to work with. Uh, I think that you'll see probably offensive line. There's going to be some wide receiver action, depending on where this falls out with the veterans and everything. I'm still leaning towards probably cornerback at the end of this draft or offensive lineman. Uh, I think that you still have to do that, especially if you've got Saffold, who's older on a one-year deal. I still think you're looking for an offensive lineman early in this draft. Uh, And, you know, maybe they beat out Bates on the right side of Bates is around, maybe not, you know, but I think it's, it's definitely looks like it's more set up to just say this draft, we are going to draft offensive players. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna make that the thing because the defense looks like it's pretty legit. Besides that cornerback, uh, you could always use maybe linebacker depth, especially with what you're gonna do with Edmonds. You don't know for sure, um, but that's the. I think some of that's still got to happen before this is all said and done. But we'll get into all that stuff as we keep moving forward because I'm sure Bean's not done. Uh, the draft is still right around the corner. We do have our draft picks. We're going to have to make sure we got a little cash floating around for them. Looks like we've got some money right now, but nothing, not everything's calculated into the stuff that I've seen. So we'll see where we fall on that salary cap. But so far, Brandon Bean has, he's produced, a, I, I would say a better defensive line already than what we had last year, uh, just with a few couple moves and moving some pieces around. And then of course, when you bring in a pro like Bob Miller, I, I, you just, you can't overlook how much of a change that can make for a team. So 
like I mentioned, well, as we're moving forward, we'll get into the draft. We'll start getting into, you know, just uh, what what it's going to look like as this team's moving forward. Will we see a scheme change? What's Dorsey's approach going to be like? And a lot of that we'll find out moving through the draft and where we go with more free agency. But make sure you guys head over to bread.org and check out what they're up to. And, you know, if you can help out, check out the research that's over there. Make trigger some things for you, make some changes, you know, internally for yourselves and your families. Um, you know, and make sure you guys are heading over to Buffalo Lowdown. That's buffalowwdown.com and checking out everything they're up to over the off season. And of course, make sure you guys are following along on all the social channels. You can find us everywhere is at the Buffalo Nerd is basically what we go by on everything. Make sure you head over to the YouTube and you subscribe. You know, make sure you like us. Uh, you're subscribing on everything else, leaving some comments, reviews. All that stuff is much appreciated. And you guys, of course, can head over to the hub thebuffalonerd.com to find out everything that I'm up to. And of course, go Bills. You just listen to the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out! Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, radio has been called theater of the mind. So let's tell a story with sound effects. (laughs) Wow, it's like I was in the story. Almost makes me forget this was supposed to be about saving big with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.